0: This is Pastor Mike from Jordan Lutheran Church, and you're about to hear one of our Sunday morning messages. At Jordan, we're passionate about learning from the Bible, and pray that this message makes an impact in your life. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. have of you ever read the book, In His Steps? read that book? In His Steps, What Would Jesus Do? How many of you ever heard the phrase, W.W.J.D.? <laughs> you guys are great. So, more hands book. Now, how many of you knew that the book, In His Steps, What Would Jesus Do, was written, well, actually, I can't even say the last century, I have to say two centuries ago. It was written at the end of the 19th century, uh, a pastor by the name of Charles Sheldon, uh, and due to a copyright error, meaning he actually prepped it, had written it as a circular, it was going to go weekly, uh, and they only turned in one copy but to get the copyright at that time, you had to actually turn in two, Uh, and because of that fundamental error, the over 30 million copies of this book, which were sold, he got no royalties, no no anything. Uh, In an odd twist of fate, though, in the following century, another publishing arm decides to put a copyright on it, and they made proceeds off it. That's for another day, though. Uh, What's interesting about the book, in his steps, what would Jesus do, uh, It's 1896, when it's first written. And the pastor uh, who writes it, the gentleman who writes it, doesn't mind that no one else, he doesn't want the money. This is not actually something he complains about. It's actually, it goes forward, and because it's not copyrighted, it actually gets printed even more. Uh, his feedback was, you know, if more people got to read it and to know what was going on, well, that's kind of interesting. Now, I bring up the book because the full title is, In His Steps, What Would Jesus Do? Now, I said, have you heard of WWJD? And then a couple of you raised your hands, and a couple of you said... <laughs> That's not actually what you said. What some of you said was, uh. <laughs> Yeah, I know. You didn't want to say that again. So you just said, uh, we said yes, we heard of it. Now what's unique about WWJD is how that catches. That comes about as kind of a rebirth comes back to the text. And in the late 70s and early 80s, and people are coming back and they want to find out what they can do with it. So people just started asking WWJD to everything. Everything under the sun. We'll just try a couple of her sides. You're faced with the decision between taking one job or another? It's oh, too long. We need to do it short again. WWJD. It's too, too long to really say out Jesus' name. You're faced with who to marry? WWGC. now you're getting it. Alright, so you're faced with an offer to take illegal drugs as a teen? WWJD. You're faced with how to care uh, with a same-sex couple? WWJD. You're faced with how do you love someone who curses God? How do you face someone who's talking about having an abortion? All right, and now we just have a way where you shorthand it, and we don't even have to talk about it. Because we've just handed it up to WOG. so now it's taken care of. We've kind of said our bit. Now, what's interesting about what would Jesus do is we kind of unpack this. It's a novel question, uh, because when you start unpacking some of them, it actually gets harder, not easier. So we'll kind of put it, and I know they made wristbands and other things, but play out a couple. On taking a job, so what job should you take? If you ask, what would Jesus do? Jesus actually follows as a techno, the Greek word. So he's a carpenter or works with his hands, or actually could have been a mason. There's a few jobs. So if you are not either working with your hands a mason or a carpenter, does that mean you've got the wrong job? Well, I don't know. Because what would Jesus do? specifically? I just had the example of the role that he takes on. I realize there's a broader focus there. I realize I'm kind of short. here, I'm just sharing with you the challenge, but you just take it. Well, Jesus doesn't marry. So if you ask the question, who should I marry? Well, that's kind of interesting, because Jesus presents, now, I know what the author's up to, what Charles Shelton's doing, uh, and I'm not opposed to his text. I'm just sharing with you, when we go shorthand on things, it starts to present some really odd barriers to getting to the truth God would like to give to us through the scripture. Uh, here's another one. our legal, Illegal narcotics are not clearly mentioned in the Bible. So the teen who asks, what would Jesus do? I don't know. Meth is not mentioned in the Bible, to my knowledge. I know the church has a pretty clear opinion, right? Teen presented with men? Okay, four of you said no, others <laughs> were just apathetic to it. The is no. <laughs> That'll be recorded on the internet forever. George Luther Church says no to men. <laughs> what about questions of marriage, life, honoring God? When scripture is confrontational, we just say, what would Jesus do? Well, that's what's interesting. The truth is, what would Jesus do? Uh, He'd probably just say what he has to say, and sometimes it would hit people, and sometimes it would knock people over, and sometimes it would comfort people. But he'd just say it. He would take the route of just saying it, because he would never waver from the law of God. That's the unique place Jesus has in human history. He's the only person, only human being, to ever do what in the face of God's law? follow it. The only one to never miss a single piece of it. And God's law at times is pretty biting. (laughs) It's kind of clear that there are certain things that are out of bounds, and a whole lot of stuff that's in bounds. The Garden of Eden, eat anything you want, just not this one. Anything you want, but not one. How'd that work out? Can you imagine that? Eat any candy you want in the world, but just there's one candy you can't eat ten minutes later. Why'd you eat the candy? i the two times. To have to. Any candy, to eat, just not that one. Any food, but not that one. So strictly speaking, uh, what would Jesus do if you just take it in that way, which Sheldon doesn't originally. His title is In His Steps, What Would Jesus Do? Sheldon presents this idea of just thinking about how Christ lived. But when we wire it down to what would Jesus do, the answer is, I'm not Jesus. I can't live perfectly. I can't do what Jesus did. So if what would Jesus do carves out my entire life, which please, I'm not opposed to the entire movement. I'm just sharing with you the fact that it's watered down to just four letters. And if that's the only exposure someone has to Christianity is someone wearing a bracelet that says WWJD, they've missed out on who Christ is. What would Jesus do? Everything for you, everything. He'd take it all away. He'd confront that challenge, and he'd also call you on the carpet when there's something where you're out of line. I think the better question for us as we go to Hebrews 9, so if you have your Bible, open up uh, Hebrews chapter 9, is not what would Jesus do, it's where is Jesus? So we're going to look at Hebrews 9, a passage that presents to us this in a really, I think, wonderful way. So instead of what would Jesus do, so we can ask that question at the end, and you'll see how wonderfully it actually applies when we get the right context. Because context is king. Context is king. you got to know what's happening around something. Uh, I've shared before the story of when my dad yells at me. If I were to tell you a story about my dad yelling at me, you'd be like, wow, what a terrible dad. Then if I told you again, that's the story of me falling off that mountain in Arizona when I decided that I should walk off the edge because I thought it was neat to go down a talus field, was my dad worthy to yell at me? And all kinds of people said, yes! It turns out my dad wanted me to live. He said, going down the mountainside on that talus field, which is loose rocks, if you're not aware, uh, is bad a bad idea. He wanted me to come back. Um, He actually wanted me the rest of the vacation. I guess that's the brighter story when I think about it now. never thought of it that way. He actually wanted me to be with him every remaining day of that vacation. I'm going to ask him next time if that's true. I'll say, well, a couple days we didn't want you, son. but uh, We we wanted you in general terms. Alright, so Hebrews 9. We pick up Hebrews 9, verse 24. For Christ entered not into holy places made with hands, which are copies of the true things, but into heaven itself. Now to appear in the presence of God on our behalf. Now, kind of background of this. Remember, we started Hebrews 1. Jesus is there present in creation. Jesus is there making the world. He is with the Father. Jesus is before us. He is Alpha. He is Omega. We've moved into talking about making sure that Jesus is the one sacrifice that is there for us. He serves as a priest, as an intermediary for us. And now we have him, and the question I'm asking, not WWJD, but where is Jesus? Christ has entered not into holy places made with hands which are copies of true things but into heaven itself so where's Jesus he's in heaven so when we're faced with challenges in life and we wonder how is it that I can stand up under the burden and we ask well where is Jesus he's in heaven this actually helps me understand how it is that I might deal with problems today where's Jesus well he's there to do what now to appear In the presence of God on our behalf. See, where is Jesus is a vitally important question because knowing where he is tells me what he's willing to do for me. So this isn't a be like Jesus thing. You see, the difference, see, where is Jesus is different than what would Jesus do in the sense that what would Jesus do today? Unfortunately, and I really think this is against what Sheldon was up to, what would Jesus do is about you doing stuff. What would Jesus do? So what do you have to do? Charles said, in his steps, how do I follow and be an imitator of Christ? Last week's text is we were looking uh, in Hebrews 5 and then looking at 6. Be an imitator of him. In his steps, following what he would do. Well, I realized I couldn't live up to it, but I could follow him. Jesus is doing what I can't do. Jesus is going to the place I cannot on my own. I can't get into the presence of God on my own. Because no one's lived to the law of God, save Jesus himself. No one. No human being has done that. But Christ does it completely different for us. So we get an advocate. Advocate's not always a word that we uh, use today. Those of you who are with us uh, last fall when we uh, went to the health clinic in, in Durham, they talked about people going through as advocates. Someone who speaks for someone to make them go forward. Uh, other words that we would use an ombudsman as well. There's an advocate for you if you're in a care facility and you need someone to interface between your family member or yourself. It's someone who's in between that can speak to the medical professionals or care providers, uh, just in a way that you can. Uh, They have a special connection. Well, we continue in the text, and verse 25 and 26 talk more about where is Jesus. So we've got him in God's presence, and it talks about what he's doing. So he's not there, nor was it to offer himself repeatedly. So Jesus isn't there going in to say, hey, here's today's offerings. Here's what I want to offer for you today. It's not there to do it repeatedly. As the high priest enters the holy places every year with blood not his own. Now this is foreign if you're not comfortable with the Old Testament or if not comfortable, that you don't understand what they're referring to. Remember, Hebrews is written to a largely Jewish audience who's trying to understand how can I be raised in a Jewish household and understand who Christ is? Can I keep both? Or does Christ actually take me to a new place? I would suggest to you, the writer of Hebrews is very clearly saying, yes, you can be born Jewish, you can be born anything, but specifically you're born Jewish, Christ is taking you to a new place. And Christ is going to change your understanding of the sacrificial system. Or actually, he's going to help you understand why it worked in the Old Testament, why it's even better now. So he talks here about a high priest, one person who goes in with the blood of someone else. And this someone else, if you've got their blood, in elementary terms, where's the someone else, specifically the animal? They're They're dead. You see, getting back to God is messy business. Getting back to God isn't just hugs and kisses. Getting back to God requires there to be, Guys, people don't like this, death. Someone has to pay. Getting back to God is not a free will offering. There's nothing wrong with what we say as Lutherans are talking about as being God's grace. True, but we sell short at times. God's grace isn't free. God's grace came at the expense of Christ. You have a high priest who goes for you and dies. This is the difference. So this is the explanation of verse 25 and 26. Nor is it to offer himself repeatedly. So remember, Jesus isn't going and saying, here I am today, here I am today, here I am today. I had the opportunity this past week. I hadn't. Uh, I decided, you know what? I should probably go walk in and check out Raleigh's new cathedral. So I did. And I walked in and I went in there and they asked me the great question. And they're at the baptismal font. This is a beautiful baptismal font. Had one of the boys. Said, oh, this is really lovely. I said, oh, this is just like when you were baptized. And she goes, oh, what parish do you attend? I said, ma'am, I don't attend a parish. I said, I'm a Lutheran pastor. She goes, oh, interesting. Uh, so we're just having this conversation, and she went on to say that on the altar, this is where we offer the, the sacrifice. She tells me this is a Torah. Oh, and this is where we offer the sacrifice of the mass, which is what they hold. They still hold that the sacrifice has to be there. This is not what the writer of Hebrews is saying. He says, we're not going to offer it repeatedly. It's done. When Christ said it's finished, he actually meant what? It's finished. He actually meant it. So 25, now it's not to offer himself repeatedly, as the high priest enters the whole place every year with blood not his own, for then he would have had to suffer repeatedly since the foundation of the world. See, Jesus doesn't have to do this again and again and again from the foundation of the world. Why is he saying this? Because in Hebrews 1, verse 1 through 3, we were told Jesus was there at the foundation of the world. So the writer's just helping you to reference back to things we've looked at. But as it is, he has appeared once for all at the end of the ages to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Where is Jesus? In heaven, reigning at the right hand of the Father. And the sacrifice is... Over. So yes, you can ask yourself the question, what would Jesus do? And you know what the answer will always be? Die for you. That would be the answer. Jesus would die for you. So when you think about the challenges of your life and other things, what would Jesus do? Jesus would die. Jesus would give up everything. Jesus would also confront you. He would be bold. So if what would Jesus do gets you to struggle and, and you're concerned, you're like, I can't live up to it. No, of course you can't. Shelby's goal wasn't to make you have to try to be Jesus. You were trying to imitate the one who is the only one who could do what the world asked, And the world is that law that God set out. Only Jesus can live up to it. Verse 27 and 28, For justice is appointed for one man to die once, and after that comes judgment. So Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly, waiting for him. And right there at the end is where you and I come in. Because you and I are the people who are eagerly waiting. And there are some days you might be a little more eager uh, than others. There are some days where you might say, boy, I really hope that it's going to be today. Think to the Apostles' Creed. We're going to share it in a few minutes, but I just want you to think uh, to what's going to take place. Now, a creed... Uh, Is not, I've told you, it's not a filler. It's not like worship service filler. Hey, we just need a few seconds to share. It's meant to be, as I've shared with you over the years, kind of a quick note to let you know whether something's in bounds or out of bounds. Uh, I shared with the men's group on Tuesday. I had a former member of the congregation who's moved on, uh, was in the military, and he called me and had a question uh, happening in his life about baptism. Uh, And he just, Uh, He had been presented with a church who said, hey, you know, maybe your baptism's not valid if it didn't come from the right church and you need to have baptism again. He said, I'm just calling you, I'm sorry to trouble you. Uh, But I thought through confirmation and I thought back to the fact that in the creed, it says we believe in one baptism for the remission of sin, so I'm just checking it, can you help me walk through this? And the first thing I said was, I wanna congratulate you on understanding exactly what confirmation and the creed and others are about. It's just supposed to raise when something feels weird, that you'll go and ask to learn more. Confirmation's not meant to fix every problem you ever had. I'm sorry for those who've been confirmed in the Lutheran faith. Some of you who are 60 and 70 going, I knew it, that's why I didn't. No, it's just meant when something feels wrong, you should dive back to the scriptures, go to the word. So I got to reassure this young man, nope, your baptism completely valid. He goes, that's what I thought. He just wanted affirmation. Wasn't in doubt, just wanted affirmation. He goes, Thanks. That clears it up. I said, Well, here's kind of why they're thinking what they're thinking. I impactfully goes, That's really helpful. I said, Well, I hope you continue to ask. I said, My phone's always here. it's why I have a cell. About anytime he goes, All right, I might call you another year or two. He said, That's fine. I said, I'm here if you need it. But to share what this is, is the Apostles' Creed writes the third article, which pertains to the work of the Holy Spirit, because Christ's work is done. It's in that third article the church lives today. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. See, you and I today stand in third article reality. Now, I know that sounds like theologically deep, I'm just, you live in the reality the Holy Spirit is helping to guide and direct us at this day. And the Holy Spirit guards and directs us. So, we need the Holy Spirit to actually answer a question we started with. What would Jesus do? You need the Holy Spirit to actually let you answer that question. Because I'm not who? I'm not Jesus. But where is Jesus? He's in heaven, reigning at the right hand of the Father. And he will come in glory to judge the living and the dead. And thanks be to God, he has covered each and every one of you. He has made you his own. He has washed you in his blood. The one sacrifice that covers all time. The joy of the cross is that sacrifice springs forward to those who are yet to come and covers those who are behind. Because Jesus is no mere man. He is fully God and fully man. Thanks be to God that we had the perfect sacrifice at the perfect time so that when we say, where is Jesus, we know he is there as our advocate, speaking for us so that we might have new life at this very hour. Amen. We're glad you've connected with us online and look forward to the opportunity to see you in person. On behalf of everyone at Jordan, We hope you will join us as we gather in worship of our Savior Jesus Christ every Sunday morning at 9.30 at Beaver Creek Cinemas in the Peak of Good Living, Apex, North Carolina.